Welcome back to the 1313 Podcast, the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. I'm Tommy. Welcome back to all you regs, to all you shinies. Welcome to the podcast. This is the podcast. Please, before we begin, make sure that you're subscribed, like, comment, follow us on all our social media. Link down below is Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. Also, 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 announcement, announcement, announcement. This 28th, when Jedi Survivor yep. drops at midnight, right. at midnight, I will be streaming on the Twitch <clears throat> I'm I'm going through the entire game. I'm putting it on story mode difficulty, so it's really easy. But I'm going through all of it so we can get the story. So if you're not getting the game, um, if you can't get the game now, but you don't want to get the game, the the it's spoiled, but you do want to see it in its entirety. Um, hop in the stream. We're gonna we're 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 doing it live. So please, please, please make sure that you're following the Twitch. It is linked down below. Also, if you haven't already, make sure that you're supporting us on Patreon. We really appreciate all of our patrons. We have three tiers to our Patreon. And in our Clone Trooper tier, which is a, I think it's what, two ninety nine a month, yes. uh, is uh, Delilah. Thank you, Delilah, for being our one and only Clone Trooper. Yeah! In our Grand Admiral tier, which is our $5 a month tier and gives you access to our Otogunga private channel in the Discord, we have Landspeeder Luke, Stuck in Carbonite, and Jaros0315. And in our Gungan Boss tier, which is our 1313 tier a month, uh, we have Hunter Schultz, our top donator, at $25 a month. Thank you, Hunter. We love you. Keeping us afloat. Um, <laughs> thank you to um, Obi-Shan Kenobi, Commander Bly, Commander Cook, Your Casual Clone, Tall Guy 102 and Fig Fury 79. Thank you all, everyone who is a part of our Patreon. You guys help make the show possible. You guys help Jacob uh, with his testosterone treatment to make himself big and strong. You guys help Jackson with his um, perm, and you guys help me um, <laughs> buy new razors so I don't have cuts on my upper lip from a razor that had a roll in it. So, um, don't thank use you guys. Disposables. Don't use disposable razors because they have rolls in the blades sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Anyways, thank you all for donating and helping the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, how's everybody's week? Good, chilling. I've been going mm. through uh, my happy newest... Easter, y'all. Yeah, happy Easter, happy late Easter, happy late Easter. He is risen, or Ramadan, or Passover. He is risen. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say about the other two, but um, um, <laughs> uh, I've been going through a, a unit on Premiere right now. I've so been going through something. I've been learning a lot of Premiere, so that'll be pretty neat. Cool. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I am getting hit with my seasonal allergies, so I have a nice dry throat. So if my voice cracks while during this podcast, make sure to make fun of me for going through puberty in the comments. It already below. has once. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Chilling. We have a month left of school, and that's all I'm trying to just ride on right now is just. It's going to suck for this month, and then it's not going to suck again. Rhydon's a good Pokemon in Gen 1. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Rhydon is good. Um, so, 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 celebration, it happened. And if you want to hear all of our thoughts and the inside scoop from celebration, make sure that you check out our celebration episode, which is going to be coming out this Friday. Yes. So as of watching this, it's going to be tomorrow for y'all. Um, we're going to be talking about every single reveal everything from uh, Celebration, and we're going to be having my good friend Connor check, um, who was actually present at Star Wars Celebration. He's going to be sitting in with us, and we're just going to be talking about not only all the reveals and all the trailers and stuff, but we're going to be talking about his experience and how he uh, how he felt with Celebration, because he got to meet some pretty cool people, but I'll let him tell you guys about that. But yeah, in the show. meantime, in the meantime, here's your little tidbits of movie news that I think are just really, really cool. HBO just showed off that they're, uh, they're, they're combining their streaming service of HBO Max and Discovery Plus, and they're just going to be calling it Max now. 
And they revealed the trailer for The Penguin, a new series based off the saga of the Batman. So I'm super excited about that. And Peacock showed off a trailer for a new three-part series called The Continental, a precursor pre prequel to the John Wick franchise. So I am super excited for those. Cool. And in Star Wars news, we have one piece of news, a very disappointing piece of news for many of us is that the next Star Wars celebration will be not 2024. It will be in 2025 in Japan. So basically, if you guys want to see us at Star Wars Celebration making an absolutely awesome Japan vlog like Super Mega, um, make sure that you join the Patreon to send us to send us to Japan. This this Japan was this was really me. disappointing in yeah. my opinion. I I really was hoping they would yeah. do like an American mm -hmm. one in because I'm cool if they want to do every other year international, that's fine. But like, can we can we have another one in America? Which yeah. leads me to I was talking to Jackson at work. Um, my dad used to go to um so I think he went to celebration two three four maybe five, but basically a bunch of the celebrations before Disney bought Star Wars. And since Disney bought Star Wars, um, obviously it's a corporation. So celebration has become much more corporate instead of being made by the fans for the fans. Um, a lot of the, um, the way that Disney goes about it in America has been really heavily criticized actually, um, by how corporate it is and how over the top it is. Um, so I think honestly, this is probably, Lucasfilm and Disney taking taking things away from the states for a little bit to try and get away from some of that controversy and then so when they come back to the states in like 2026 or 2027 they'll sell all their tickets again mm -hmm. instead of not selling out their tickets. I so, um I'm just really <clears throat> bummed cuz Jackson and I were talking this morning and we realized that um the next the next celebration is going to be an anniversary for Revenge of the Sith. I guess we'll just have to go. So, no, yeah, that's 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 what I'm on right now. That's exactly what I'm on. So um, I guess we'll just have to go. So I <laughs> no, I seriously think we should like because if we start planning now and we like really look ahead and we start figuring out everything now and we start saving. I agree. Today, mm -hmm. then it's de it's a definite possibility that we'll be able to go. No, so, I agree. Yep. Um, I think we should really nose to the grindstone and actually try to do this because not only have I always wanted to go to Japan. Um, not because of the anime, but, um, I just think I, I want to go. Well, you know, if we go that, yeah. that Hunter Schultz is going to have to come with us. Yeah, of course. And we're going to sleep in the, in the, in the, in the pod museum. That's actually hotels. probably where I would sleep, to be honest. Actually, Gary's for the experience of it. Wow. Yeah. There's probably cheaper places. I would, I would just stay in a normal hotel. Nah, I want to be in the culture, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I can <laughs> sleep like that. I feel like. I would get like I would wake up in the night and be like, "Where am I? Where am I? What's going on? What's going on?" And I would like have a heart attack and then spaz out and die in my pod, and nobody would hear me die. You could feel like you're in a clone trooper barracks though on Camino, where they sleep in those. Yeah, little you're pods. right. You're right. <laughs> sleep in those little pods. That is so I said funny. to you, never even met a girl. I said to her, "Baby, you and me could really. You've never even met a girl." <laughs> Anyways, if you get that reference. Um, yeah, actually, if you made it this far into the podcast and you um, made fun of me in the comments, I will do a giveaway. What are you giving <laughs> away? What are you huh? doing? What are you giving away? They don't know yet. It's spontaneous. It's going to be nothing. Okay. Okay. I'm just yeah. trying to up the interaction on our, uh, on our podcast. If you leave a comment, he'll give away his two front teeth. The top ones. The only I'll one give away one of my Higgs. One of your Higgs? Because he's I'm, got two Higgs. I got two Higgs. 
There's some dude I always <laughs> meant to send it to you, and maybe I will one day. There's someone in Germany in the Clone Tripper building group who I follow whose last name, well, his name is Tommy, but then his last name is like almost your last name. It's almost like a German version of it. It's wow. like Ich Wieg or something. Ich Wieg. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, guys, <laughs> let's talk about The Mandalorian Season 3, Chapter 23. Chapter The Spy. Run! Run! Okay, so here's my here's my absolute nerd tidbit of the day. My my legends nerd tidbit. The guy that was bringing up Thrawn. Um, not only did he have the patch that all the soldiers on the Chimera wear, but that was Captain Pelion from the Heir to the Empire books. That is Thrawn's captain, his right hand man on the Chimera. And I heard his name, and I went, oh, "It's the guy." My dad went, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." No. That was um, my dad's reaction. We were I watched it with my dad and my brother this morning, mm-hmm. and he some 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 Pelion, and my dad was laying on the floor, and he just goes like this at me because I was sitting like behind him. Mm-hmm. He goes, like snatches his head around. He goes, "Pelion." I said, "What?" And he goes, "That's from Heir to the Empire." And I went. Yeah, so <laughs> he's like, "That's Thrawn's right hand man," but he's an admiral in the book, and I was like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's I still like sweet. I like how me and your dad both were like, "Oh my gosh!" But um, I was I was I was taking the dogs out before before the uh, before we started watching it. And I was thinking, to like, myself, you were taking your socks off, or you were actually taking the dogs? Um, a little bit of both. Okay, um, fair enough. And fair enough. Uh, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? It would it would make a lot of sense. For them to hold off on any sort of anything about Thrawn being in the Mandalorian until the Ahsoka trailer came out. Right now would be the perfect time to do right. it. And um, at Star Wars Celebration, one of the people asked um, Giancarlo Esposito, they're like, what does is, what is Moff Gideon think of Thrawn? And basically, in short, he was like, he's not he's not intimidated by ghosts and by shadows. And he... He might want to come in here and take all the power, but Gideon's been the one running everything, so he's not going to just let him walk all over him. And I sat there and I thought, you know, when they asked Giancarlo what he knew about the Darksaber at the end of season one, he went, I don't know, but I heard it's important because he had no idea. I was like, why is he so educated on this? I'm like, we're going to hear. So my my prediction is for next episode, I think Thrawn's going to be introduced in the final episode of The Mandalorian to kind of welcome him into Ahsoka so it's not just going to come from. I agree with you. Um, I, I wonder, though, how he's going to get introduced. I, my, one of my theories about, and obviously we're talking about this way before we talk about the things that happened in this episode, but um, I have a theory that maybe Moff Gideon will try to escape Mandalore. Obviously, our, our main cast, our heroes, are going to take mm-hmm. over this facility, hopefully. And um, Moff well, we Gideon... Still, we will, still got another season. Kind right. Of. Moff yep. Gideon will try to make an escape, and Thrawn will come in and eliminate him. Eliminate everybody. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Maybe. Or Thrawn will come in and basically be like... Because I, I like to think in my mind that Thrawn's going to be an anti-hero and not a villain. Um, <laughs> even be- though Dave Filoni likes to write him as a villain. Um, he is. I he would is love a- to see Thrawn yeah. come in, take Moff Gideon, and then say, Hey, Mandalorians, I respect you and your culture. So how about you guys give us the cloning technology that Moff Gideon is working on on Mandalore, and we'll leave you guys alone, maybe, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fair enough. Here's another, here's another <clears throat> thing I was talking to Jackson about this morning. So when Moff Gideon makes his grand entrance, and also, can we just, real quick, his armor's so cool. Yeah, so the cool. uh, the, the, the phase dark trooper armor, phase four dark trooper armor. He yes. calls it because mm-hmm. he's got that Iron Man sound mm-hmm. effect going on. Mm-hmm. But um, 
So when we see the when we see these Mandalorian stormtroopers, if you if you look real close, their helmets are like clone trooper visors with a T to it. Yeah. It has the clone trooper eyes. And he mentions he's like I he he's like I'm gonna take the best of all all that I've conquered, clones, Jedi, and the Mandalorians. We know that he's cloning in this facility. Do you think those are do you think those are clones? Those Mandalorian fighters on the Empire, do you think they're actually clones in Beskar armor and that would explain as to why their visors are like how they are? It's a weird one because like to me, like because I I like that you called them imper what'd you call them? Imperial Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. Because like I, I was gonna call them Mandalorian like air quote super commandos, because they're definitely not as skilled as the actual Mandalorian super commandos. Mm -hmm. What if they're clones of Moff Gideon? Like, 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 cause, I mean, they're not, that they're not, they're not super well trained. A, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I would like that. No, neither would I. Mm -hmm, but I, I do think it would be cool if they were clones. I yeah. definitely don't, I don't, it could be a clone of a person, but maybe not like the original, like Django Fett clone. No, oh, I don't yeah. think, I don't think that would be possible. I think <clears throat> it's entertaining to think oh, about the idea, but I have a ton of notes. I need to pull out my notes. And in the Air of the Empire <laughs> books, um, I I just bought the final book. I'm listening to it now. I want to get it out. Of, I want to get it finished before um, Ahsoka drops. So if there's any connections to it whatsoever, I can get all of them. But um, there is a uh, that uh, Druith Sabayoth, which is the for the Dark Jedi in the, those books. Um, he just mentioned in this first chapter that um, the Emperor had multiple samples from multiple people for cloning. Right. So um, it would make sense in this, especially what we're seeing in the Bad Batch of them trying to make this this exceptional clone, that they're going to have different strands of DNA from different subjects um, for cloning. Mm -hmm. More than just the uh, the Tamir Morris and the, the Django yeah. Fett strand. Yeah. So it, it definitely is possible that this is it's a clones, but of somebody else. So while we're on the topic of the Imperial stuff, I, I kind of want to stay on that topic before we move to all the sad things all that happen. All the boring stuff. <laughs> There's a um, lot of exciting We open stuff. up on the episode on Coruscant, which I did not see coming, and mm -hmm. with Elia Kane meeting with a Viper probe droid that projects a hologram. That's our reveal. Mm -hmm. Moff Gideon is alive. Mm -hmm. Oh, my Lord. You know, I didn't think he was going to make this kind of a casual entrance. Yeah. Um, and then we see Moff Gideon, um, which we find out later in the episode, his base is on Mandalore. I never would have thought that yeah. in the early stage mm -hmm. of the episode. Um, and he meets with the circle of Imperial leaders. Jacob already talked about Captain Pelion was there. Mm -hmm. And Captain Hux's dad, or, or General Hux's dad, Commandant Hux. That to me mm -hmm. was a super cool connection to um, the Force Awakens. No, I thought I, I, I could tell that there was going to be some connection because I didn't hear the name. But when I was looking at it, I was like, kind of looks like Hawks because tall guy, red hair, black trench coat, and trench coat. I was like, makes sense. So yeah. no, that that's a really cool connection. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you see what Rex and Around tweeted like um, about the the. Uh, the Ray Skywalker movie coming out. Yeah. They're like, haha, all you guys thought that th th all this was going to get retconned and this is just another nail in the coffin, all you goofy goobers. Yeah. He was reposting a lot of that too on Instagram and I was talking mm -hmm. about that with Tommy at work how 
it, again, it all serves to connect and make sense for the sequel trilogy. It's mm. like how the Clone Wars worked for episode two and three. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would like how interconnected the Mandoverse would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that Moff Gideon is in the center of a circle of Imperial leaders who are all integral into the part of they're just waiting for their king like their king in the, on the chessboard mm-hmm. for Thrawn to come in and organize everything to happen. Um, and obviously Moff Gideon wants to get in control of that power vacuum that has, sh- I mean, I, I mean, in his eyes, Thrawn will not come back, but obviously to everyone else, it seems like Thrawn is very imminent. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was funny. It's like their little shadow council. I do mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I thought it was a goofy name, but it was still like, it's interesting to see how it's working now another thing for that was cool for me too um was moff gideon talking to hux about his cloning being being different than moff gideon's cloning we always assume that moff gideon's cloning had something to do with the emperor i like Mm. now that the the plot is much deeper than that and we have now there's the cloning that actually is for Palpatine, and there's Moff Gideon's cloning, which is for himself, it seems to be now. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like that Moff Gideon is a self-serving villain and not just kind of like a... Root for the trying... team. Yeah, exactly. Because although he's on the team, he's really only in it for himself. Exactly. I love they that. They all kind of are, too, in their own ways, because they argue about that right. briefly. And, and they talk know. about Project Necromancer. <laughs> Has yeah. it had any other reference before? Because that's where I tried looking it up on Wikipedia and found the connection to Hux. Yeah, I think Project Necromancer is pretty obvious to be yeah. bringing Palpatine back to life. Mm. And, that makes sense. Yeah. And then Gideon makes a request for Praetorian Guards. They get named. I didn't think they would be named in the show. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I was pretty hyped. And when we saw them at the end, oh. Yeah, definitely makes their appearance of the last Jedi, not like so random now, just because we now know like this is an established thing that is there. That's an elite fighting force for protection. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and I like their helmets too. They're like, they had like a, the T visor. Like well, not, not even like a T it's like an old, old gladiator, helmet. like a Greek yeah. helmet. Yeah. Cause that was something we had leaked too before this even came out was that there could be Mando Praetorian guards. And there was the other leak too, that we had as well that, Grogu may have a mech suit, and now that's a Which, thing. I know we hated on it. I don't know about you, Jacob, but I I love it. I really like. I thought they did it so well. I think they did it well. I still <laughs> think it's so stupid. I like. It's fun to watch, and I was like, but I'm still sitting there like this is like, this is so dumb. This is so dumb. But it's like it's a good dumb. It's silly, and I hate. It's like it's like a dumb and yes and no. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. When it's, when Grogu started spamming yes when I was watching it the second time through, I was literally like, why did you do this? Like, but Din Djarin feels the same way. That's you know? the point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, thought it was like, I thought it was a good dumb. Like, dumb and dumb are dumb. Like, it's funny, but I'm still mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, why? I, I love that they renamed him IG-12. and um, Bobby, New action figure! Babu Frick jumps out. Bad baby! No, no squeezy. <laughs> that, that was so funny, dude. Oh man, but yeah, it was really cool to see the light cruiser has a giant mythosaur skull. Yeah, painted yeah. on the underneath of it. I was sitting there, I was thinking, I was like, I wonder how many gallons of paint and how long it took them. To what paint was that? that thing that ended up hitting the the boat when they were on Mandalore? 
Because when I rewatched monsters, yeah, because I was like, that just definitely isn't the mythosaurus. It's just an ankylosaurus, bro. Was it? Yeah, it was. What's that? That's a dinosaur. Oh, it was a velociraptor. Yeah, Truodon. Truthodon. But it was a Bakugan. But yeah, dude, I thought the IG the IG twelve suit was done a lot better. I I'm glad it wasn't just like a. And we need to team up and we have an upgrade for Grogu to fight. You know, it's like, it's still very robotic. It's still very slow. Clearly it's not a fighting thing. It's just meant to help Grogu get around. Yeah. I like that. It isn't because what I was talking to you about at work is that it's like Grogu's no longer like waddling around or using the force to jump everywhere. Now Grogu can move at the same speed of other people and maneuver around regular environments without size like impeding on that or so that a hover pram yeah. yeah it gets rid of just like the annoyance of like a moving disability essentially right but um yeah and then we get the the group meeting up on navarro the two tribes and immediately tension tension i like that it wasn't just immediately like you suck and they start slinging mud at each yeah. other I like how the tension built until it was Axe Wolves versus Paz. You can't do that in chess. What do you mean by that? Look at these primitives. They're making up their own rules to the game now. You serious? Submit. Like a vibroblade. Submit or fight. I thought that in of itself was a bit silly, but I also really do not like Axe Wolves that much as a character. He's kind of a prick. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, really dude. annoying, and it's just... I think Tommy that's his character, it well though. when he said he's such a Mandalorian elitist, how all these people are of Mandalore, and you must be of Mandalore to be Mandalorian. Well, we also get now confirmation that all of the Children of the Watch are were on Concordia during the, the Purge, mm-hmm. so they were never affected. Missed Whereas all of Bogotan's <laughs> all of Bogotan's night owls and all those guys were on the planet fighting. Mm. That was crazy to me. Um, which leads me to another thing. I thought it was cool, but I also thought it was weird that there were Mandalorians stranded on Mandalore. Yeah. That whole time. And Moff Gideon didn't kill them? I mean, it makes sense. It's a huge planet. Well, here, they, they, were just, they, were just roll, they said that they were migrating to stay alive, so they were moving around the entire time. Right. I, did Nomadic. anyone else... I, I thought the pirate ship was kind of on the nose. It was just like a pirate ship on skis. Well, I thought it was just no, a goofy ski boat. I didn't, I didn't yeah. think it was too bad. Yeah. One of the Mandalorians too, uh, that I pointed out is from Breaking Bad, and his name is Skinny Pete. It's like one of the really thinner dudes, and he's got like a really big shoulder plate with a cape and whatnot. When well, there's like only three of allegiance. It's the one guy who's we're we're aware of Jackson. He's only white three and of skinny, them. skinny Pete. I thought their um, I thought that their designs though were sick. Those were some oh, of the yeah. coolest uh-huh. Mandalorian armor designs I think I've ever seen. Uh-huh. The armor just gets better. Yeah, it does, and it was it was cool that like, um, they they kind of rallied to Bo-Katan and. That made it hit a little harder when Bo-Katan kind of, like, reveals what actually happened all that time ago. Um, And I think she feels like she's at fault. She feels like she isn't worthy to lead these people again. And she's not. She, I I don't, I think Din Djarin is and she is not. That's my, I'm going to continue That's why she's going to die. Um, I I agree with you. I think she's also going to die. I don't want her to. I feel like that would be... 
We've already had to deal with tech. We've already had to deal with Paz. Please do not kill Bo-Katan. Please do not kill Sadie, Katie Sackhoff. Please Sadie do not Kakoff. kill Space Milf Mommy. Please. Space Milf on the shirt right now. Buy your merch, buy your merch, buy your merch. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know. This was... Like, when she explains that she just gave up the Darksaber to try and save the people. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. you... F- oh, I almost said a bad word. You moron. Well, you already like, did. Like, you, you, you really thought that the Empire was going to show mercy? She what is Palpatine's line to Darth Maul in the Clone Wars, bro? There is no mercy. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Basically. But, That's the... We have the dialogue then between Din and uh, Bo-Katan, which right I think is really good how it's like, to the children of the Watch, the Darksaber is just a thing. And I feel like it meant more to Death Watch, who is very based in the tradition, but because... Death Watch was disassembled, and all these other people haven't seen the saber in forever. It's meaningless to them, so they care much more about the character of a person. Where I would even argue that the Blood Mandalorians are still kind of set in a lot more of the traditional ways, like, oh, whoever has the dark saber then must lead. Where the children of the watch are kind of like, okay, I get it, the legends say that, but like, are you really fit to lead? Because he cares right. more about the character and how she is as a person. I I think ultimately Din Djarin will be the one to have the Darksaber and lead Mandalore. I'm going to stick to that theory, which is why I don't think Din is going to die next episode. Um, no. I think that... Well, no people way. think Din is going to die? I would not predict People that. are worried about what's going to happen to Din in the next episode. Dave Filoni did say that the Mandalorian is going to go on and that din is not going to be the only main character anymore yeah really he's probably going to get start to get pushed to the side a little bit yeah interesting um so i don't know i feel like with this it's going to be bo katan either fights the praetorian guards and barely wins and then moff gideon finishes her off and then has the dark saber and din fights him but this time he kills him and gets the dark saber and then Bo-Katan and her dying wish tells Din Djarin, you were always the rightful ruler. Because if you think about, like Din says, like, I have my sworn loyalty to you and he walks away. We get that shot on Bo-Katan where it's just like really, really resting on her watching Din Djarin. I think that from the beginning, she has had this feeling that Din Djarin is more worthy of the saber than she is. Because Din Djarin is the epitome of what every Mandalorian should be. He is the most true in his faith to the Mandalorian creed. He is Mandalorian through and through. He accepts all Mandalorians, you know, no matter what creed they follow or don't follow. Now. Now. (laughs) Not in season two. Um, Season two, he was a little bit elitist still. But yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? I think Din is destined to lead Mandalore. Yeah, if they ever get... If they ever get back up and running. Yeah, if, if Din gets taken back from the debriefing room, whatever that is. I feel like it's been a nice twist so far to us to see that Bo isn't the villain in the story, although it's made out to be that way in the trailer. I've kind of like completely separated myself from that idea just mm-hmm. because I feel like there are no more ulterior motives after seeing how her character has right. developed within the season. But at the same time, like, you have to look at the Star Wars formula of killing a character, talk about them a lot, develop them, show them off and make people like them, kill them. 
So I feel like that's the treatment she's gotten this season. So that's yeah, why I'm like worried also, about it. I, it's, I think that too, but I also don't think it's been as strong for attack. I think it was a little bit on the nose. Mm. Um, but I also, I, I hope that this isn't just like the Dave Filoni formula and he's like, Oh, it worked a couple of times. Let me keep doing it. Cause then that's just gets boring. It. Cause then it's predictable. And then it's just kind of like, Oh, you're going to die. It's, now my it's other like, question it's like watching scream the first time you see a person on screen you're like they're gonna die because that's just how it is hmm. the first person always goes there you go my question for you do you think the mandalorian fleet is toast yes i don't i feel like the, i think they are breaded and buttered already I the think. light cruiser that they have might crash but i feel like the whole fleet isn't gonna blow up axe wolves got out so they're not gonna be completely like oblivious to the fact that something is going on also how's he gonna make it all the way up to the fleet is he just flying to a ship probably how far away is the ship because they've been traveling on this pirate ship did he refuel i don't know is he gonna make it halfway and go i'm out of fuel i don't know i, I think we'll figure it out i tomorrow. think that because axe woves was able to get away that that holds some more meaning than just i'll go get our friends and then he dies mm-hmm. you know i think that it's gonna be a lot more likely that he gets to get to the fleet. So the fleet is already on the move instead of being sitting ducks in space. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's my opinion on that mm-hmm. one. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like it would kind of suck too to have the awesome Mandalorian light cruiser that you have be completely destroyed and give it the uh, razor crest treatment. Well, I definitely think most of the fleet is going to get destroyed, Probably. but I really don't think that they're all going to just straight up die. Mm-hmm. especially because the armorer went up there. I feel like she's too important to the story. Now that we lost Paz, I don't mm-hmm. think we'll lose the armorer right away. Or yeah. well, maybe we will. Mm-hmm. That that Paz death scene, it, I saw some people were like sad about it. I was just kind of like, I watched the Paz death scene. I was watching the, the, the Praetorians just whoop his ass. I was going, yeah, boy, yeah, boy, get him. Get him! Just because I was hyped, just because I was hyped to see Batorians in action, just absolutely clean the floor. I was thought that was so badass. Well, but also, I didn't think Paz. I didn't. I didn't like Paz that much. I didn't uh, like Paz. See, I, I, I guess John Favreau was out of the job. Oh no! <laughs> they killed John Favreau. I think with Paz's death, it was really, really nice that they gave him a warrior's death. Mm-hmm. And I saw some people online being like. Well, Paz could have just closed the door on the other side and gotten away. And I'm like, no, because then the Imperials would have just opened the door and chased them. He sacri- Whoa, the camera's fuzzy. Um, <laughs> whoa, whoa your contacts are moving. Hey, get back here. Get back, back here, camera. Okay. That was wild. Bad Down camera. Boy. There Down we boy. go. I think um, for Paz, it, like again, it's like he was stalling as long as he could so that everyone else had time to get away mm-hmm. or else they would have just been getting chased forever yeah it so it was also really cool though that he didn't die to the imperial mandalorians i'm really happy that he was able to actually fight and defeat them all and granted i knew those praetorians were going to kill him but it was a three-on-one and he was already injured from fighting and his gun was broken yeah his gun like completely overheating Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool has turned around and went ain't no way i'm fitting in that hole (laughs) (laughs) he said y'all gotta cut another one (laughs) ain't no way damn was it was it you or me no that was you this time no it was you bit fortuna took a dive oh yeah Baby went skipping. Bad baby. Bad baby. Hold on to him for now. 
Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, was there more that happened this episode? There I was a lot. Yeah. I there was a lot, too. but I mean, because we talked about a bunch too, but I mean, I was only upset about Paz because it was just, in my opinion, it was an unexpected thing because I was just never like, oh, this dude is like destined to die in some way. And it was like, oh, now he's gone. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and again, it's like, um, them finding the forge. I was, well, what I was expecting, to be honest with you, was Moff Gideon requested the interceptors and the bombers. So they get into the forge, they find some cool thing, and then they find out, like, they're leaving the forge to go back. I thought the fleet was just going to get attacked. And they see, that's what, yeah, I think, I thought they were, they were building up the tension. They kept showing shots of, the yeah. armor going mm-hmm. to the fleet, and I'm like, yeah, oh my that's god, it's gonna. Like, I was like, no. I, th- I was like, the clouds are gonna break, and they're just gonna see the fireballs right falling from the sky. And then I thought, oh, she'll get into space, and then they'll all come out of hyperspace, and, and then it'll be Thrawn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I really, I'm, I don't want to have like preset ideas for the next episode, but no I'm really just like, please, just Thrawn, this one well, time, please. So that'd be so cool. Another thing I wanted to talk about was. I liked watching the Mandalorians fight the Imperial Mandalorians and yeah. how ruthless they Dude, were in killing them. When yeah. Din trips the guy and then shoots him in the back of the head like yeah. seven times, just it's like, damn, bro. Or like Cosca Reeves has the one on the ground and she just stabs him in the neck with her vibro blade. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. It's like they got a full armor shell and these guys, they have like how clone troopers have, they have their chest piece and then they have an ab piece. So their torso is completely covered. Their only weak parts are here and in their neck. So the Mandalorians are pretty open too because you have the shoulder bells and the chest and the back, but, and then you have like a thigh plate maybe and then a few things near the shin, but like, the vitals are still not completely covered. It's like, you're not invincible. I mean, we saw, we saw a lot of Mandalorians die. Uh-huh. In this episode too. Yeah. Can I just say when the when the pirate ship gets turned over and they all fly off it, that shot of just all of them scattering yeah. away. That was so cool. It was dope. It looks so like, cool. Dang, this is exactly what we wanted. All these Mandalorians in one place. Mm-hmm. I like how we all we were all predicting that there was gonna be a Mando Civil War. Yeah. This season. I don't yeah. remember that. I, I just think it's so funny that for all of our Bad Batch predictions, we pretty much had everything right. And for Amanda, we've had everything wrong. Well, to be fair, if you think about it, Bad Batch is in between two pieces of a timeline that we are very familiar with. Mando is in this weird gap where we really don't know what happens next in the canon. True. You know, so uh, with Bad Batch and again, the clones are our favorite part of Star Wars one of so like for us it's like we are a lot more likely to get that stuff right Mm -hmm. than to get right what happened in mando yeah or even like for the fight scene between the two groups what i thought was most interesting was how do you have a fight between two people wearing blaster proof armor so that's why i thought it was interesting that although the plates are being hit most of the time and it's digging off they're aiming for the vital areas that are still exposed by not wearing the armor mm. like when did absolutely unloads in the back of that dude's head because his helmet is down and the whole back of his neck is exposed mm. or people stab the soft areas here or near the legs too i liked um seeing bo-katan get shot but like it's in the armor because i like the fact that we see this multiple no, multiple times as they don't have this plot armor of aim is bad, I never get hit. These people are they're getting shot up. It's just they just happen to be wearing Beskar, so they're they're getting lucky and they're ricocheting. It's not like the trope of the heroes are always like they're they're just standing yeah. there, but everybody's always missing them. It's 
No, these are enemies that are skilled enough to hit their targets. You just mm -hmm. you got a meat shield. You're just lucky. It's um it was cool too. Like, was it Bo Katan that used her cable around the one dude's neck and just choked him yeah. out until he died? Yeah, that was, that was dope, dude. Yeah. Because that made me think about even like, although the Imperials have Baskar armor, they don't have all the nifty little tricks that the Mandalorians do, like the cables to wrap around Jedi or the flamethrowers as well. Well, once they started chasing them into the tunnels i knew something was wrong and then once they turned the corner and i i was like wait a minute this background is Pretty familiar to me wait a minute this is moff gideon's base of operations this is moff gideon's <laughs> base of operations i told you bro i told you allergies alligator but yeah it was i was like uh I, I just had this like pit in my stomach and i loved again I loved how they misled me. They made me think yep. the fleet was going to get destroyed. But in fact, it was them that got screwed. You know what I mean? I thought mm -hmm. Moff Gideon was going to make them watch their fleet get destroyed. Like the Emperor would. Mm -hmm. But instead, he was like, no, I'm just going to kill you guys instead. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Um, and then, yeah, how about when... Um, Jacob, I know this is something you noticed. When they're when the Praetorians are stabbing Paz, you can hear his bones crunch and his yep. flesh as uh, they're going into yep, him. That's uh, and he puts his hand up on the one's shoulder and it just kind of swipes his hand mm -hmm. away. And the the thing that's probably the most brutal is so when Paz gets stabbed back here by that longer blade, we've seen how that that thing is like it's ribbed and it breaks up into multiple different things. And it's connected by energy. You know, if you've ever cut yourself like like with a with a serrated knife, um, you know, like you feel every single one of those serrations. So you know he felt like a chunk, a chunk, a chunk, a chunk into his back, and then they just yeah. snapped his shoulder blade when he moved it, and then he just pulls it out. It was so brutal. Yeah. Granted, it's Star Wars, so there's like there's no blood. They're all in armor. They're all fully clothed in non blood soaked armor. So. You but missed the opportunity yeah. to make this a rated R film, is what I'm telling you. But um, it almost looked like they stabbed through the best car too at one. Oh point. my gosh! Yeah, they were. Yeah, because I was like, they're oh. best car weapons because um, the armor oh. says that a best car spear can pierce best car armor. You're right. So that that makes a hundred percent. Does that mean that the that would make sense as to why the lightsabers can't cut through the Praetorians' weapons in the Last uh, Jedi? Yep. 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 Boom! Dave Filoni, I'm gonna kiss you. Yeah, dude, it was just well. sequel retconners, mic drop. <laughs> when the yeah. sequels aren't getting retconned. <laughs> oh, what am I going to do? I What is the Phantom Menace going to make up now? <laughs> Nothing. Our narrative of the last seven years was wrong. Sequel, sequel, <laughs> be like, <laughs> what do you mean it's not retconned? <laughs> what do you mean they're developing it and it makes sense? Retconners live reaction. <laughs> so i guess my other theory is do you think bo-katan is going to ride the mythosaur to help level the playing field i'll ride the mythosaur i thought about that because they're definitely but not it's just... not the mythosaur it's just me hey! <laughs> i definitely did think about that in this episode at the end i was like she knows the mythosaur is out there and it was introduced already so we know it's there it's mentioned like so four i feel times. like it makes sense if it were to be brought back in so i'm not going to say it's impossible for it to be in the finale i'm interested just to see how because at the same time i don't want it to be like bam it was mentioned and now here it is but it would make sense if we got to see like how like you tame the mythosaur 
what's like in Why do you it? keep saying Mythosaur? Mythosaur, my bad. The Mythosaur is going to literally be the Bendu for uh, getting... He's going to be like, I have my master plan. And then the Bendu shows up and goes, <laughs> <laughs> Bonk. Sky electricity! Ron, what is that? Ron, this is some shit I've never seen before. What is that? <laughs> the sky thunder. Yeah, dude. There ain't no art of this. <laughs> yeah, I think Bo is going to get the Mythosaur. I think that she is going to ride the Mythosaur, save Din Djarin. I think, actually, and then the what if Grogu saves Din Djarin? Again? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. What if, what if Grogu dies? Give what Grogu if Moff Gideon... And do the... I'm still going to hold on to my theory that Thrawn's going to show up and eat Grogu. No. Now this is a delicacy. <laughs> like, doesn't even cook him. It's, his jaw unhinges like a snake. <laughs> My excitement is literally just to hear that, like, we had talked about Thrawn last year when season two came out, and now it's just here. Yeah. Like, he's in the live action. He's going well, to I be was, in the show. I was totally thrown away by how... Like openly, right away, Moff Gideon's like something, something, Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I was like, I was like, Ooh. and you can tell in that ring, there's an open spot between Hux and Pelion. Yeah, that's totally where Thrawn is supposed to be, mm-hmm. at the head of the Council. Long live the Empire! Oh, I'm so excited for next week. So and excited for next week. I I really don't have much else to say except for I, rest in peace, Paz Vizsla. This, piss, you won't be this was god tier Star Wars. This was god tier Star was really Wars. Good. This the whole was thing. the best episode. I literally yet. was after I watched the episode. I just sat in my in on my seat for ten minutes in silence, just like what did I just watch? I wish I had that reaction. I didn't. I went. That was cool, and I got up. <laughs> I loved it so much because I watched it early. I went to my workout, and I talked to all my friends that like watched the Mandalorian. I was like, you have to watch the episode like as soon as you're done here. And I was just sitting around and I was like, I'm going to watch it again. And then I, I had the same amount of excitement when I finished it again because I was like, I love The Mandalorian. I was like, this show is amazing. Like, it's just amazing. I love Star Wars in every way right now. So let's all make our definitive predictions for each of us for what's going to happen in the season three finale of Mandalorian. Who wants to go first? Deadass. Thrawn is going to show up at the very end. He's going to be like, I brought a friend. And then out of, he's going to open a bag and then a, a, a orange tab, he's going to come out wearing a hat and boots. And he's going to, I have boots and boots. And then, <laughs> no, I, I think, um, I think Mando's going to get tortured. They're going to come back. They're going to rescue Mando. They're going to punch him off, Gideon in the face. And then Thrawn's going to show up. And just before the Mandos win, Thrawn's going to be like, um, let me show you how it's done. And then he's going to annihilate them. I'm just going to predict that Moff Gideon fails and tries to escape in some way. And then Thrawn just outs him entirely and just plucks him already because he was already all like, we don't need Thrawn. I'm running this show already. We don't need him. I'm going to predict that Din Djarin is going to be rescued. Bo-Katan is going to ride the Mythosaur and die in the same episode. Wow. And the Darksaber is going to be lost to Moff Gideon once again. And Moff Gideon will get away with the Darksaber at the end of the season. And I also predict that Moff Gideon will inevitably escape. Thrawn will show up to deal with Moff Gideon. 
and I predict that Axe Woves will die and the armorer will live bringing back the fleet and most of the fleet will be destroyed and most of the Mandalorians will be killed. That is my set of predictions. Okay. Very cool. I don't want to predict too much. I just want to do one thing. Yeah, but I'm super excited for what we see next week. But if you made it all this way through the episode, thank you so much for sticking with us. Let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments down below. We love each and every one of you and everything that you say because we like to read it. Also, if you haven't already, make sure that you're subscribed to the channel, you like this video, you join the Discord, you join the Patreon, follow us on all of our social media, Jedi Survivor Stream, the 28th, it's coming up in 15 days. That's As of seeing it for you, it's 14. The countdown is real. I'm super excited. I am quite elated to, to play this game, and I hope you guys uh, join me uh, to see this playthrough because I'm, I'm super hyped. Um, and knowing my track record, I'm probably not going to finish it in one sitting, but I want to. But, <laughs> but thank you guys so much for watching this episode. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. I'm Tommy. You guys, we'll see tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Star Wars celebration. Da 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 da